Welcome to BG Mania, a video game music podcast found right here at Level Down Games, where we play some excellent tracks and talk about our experiences with each game. I'm Brian, joined as always by the lean green fighting machine. It's Frank. What's up, guys? You're wearing a green shirt today. You're wearing a green shirt. I had to do it. I don't know. Brian, I don't know <laughs> you know this. This is an audio podcast. We're never going to see that. I, I know, but I called you Shrek so often. You're wearing a green shirt. Shrek I'll is the it. lean green fighting I'll machine. I had to, and well, lean is quite shut a bit your, of a... Shut your mouth, donkey. Lean is quite a bit stretch, I should say. You know, your, your, your belly, as I did talk about in the holiday episode a couple days ago, your belly is still shaking like a bowl full of jelly. After all, you still are. But at least you're done now till next year. You're off. You're off work now for a full 364 days. You don't have to go out again until Christmas Eve of 2019. Brian, I'm going to crap in your stocking. <laughs> Before we forget, BG Mania and Level Down Games is entirely self-funded as a passion project. If you'd like to see it continue to grow and become something even bigger, consider supporting us through one or all of the affiliate links listed in the description of this podcast. It would mean the absolute world to us. Speaking of that, another thing that would mean the world to us here as we are still in this holiday season. We need ratings and reviews, especially over at iTunes. If you could be so kind, if you have an iTunes account, and even if you don't, if you could quickly make one, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, again, I don't know if you can leave reviews on those other platforms. I think you can. But the most important one is iTunes because a lot of podcast apps pull from the iTunes database. So if you could leave us a rating and a review over at iTunes, whatever you think we deserve, doesn't matter. Whatever you think we deserve. Five stars if you think so. Three stars if you think so. I don't care. Constructive no, criticism no. works. But we let us know fives, how we're doing. I... Let us know how we're doing. The more reviews we get, the more ratings we get, the higher the chance that we will show up in terms of search results when someone is looking for a new video game music podcast to listen to. If we if we get 25 star reviews... What are you going to do? In the month of January, I will do a whole episode nude. Or not. No, 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 because they don't have to see that, but I do. <laughs> no, but uh, don't do that, please. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, though, remember, we are switching podcast hosts and in literally just a uh, man. It's almost uh, it's almost next week, but it's not quite next week. We are two weeks away from switching podcast hosts because next week actually is our first episode in January, January 2nd, but we're not actually switching until the first full week of January. So the first episode that will be impacted of BG Mania will be that episode on January 9th. So keep an eye on your RSS feed. We are two weeks away from switching hosts uh, just to make sure that nothing does go wrong. If you don't see a new episode up on Wednesday, January 9th, by midday, wherever you live, doesn't matter where you live, unless you live in Australia, then wait a little bit. But midday in North America, check your RSS feed. Make sure I didn't put up a quick audio file saying, hey, we have actually switched services. Uh, it didn't go as well as we thought it would. It's time to resubscribe to our new feed. If I put that up, then you'll have to refind us. And make sure you do. We want your support still. We absolutely need your support. But I'm excited. We demand it. Yes, we demand it. We demand it. Well, we're not making demands here. We're not making demands, Shrek. Don't calm down. Uh, <laughs> are you Shrek or are you Santa Claus? Well, they both start with ass. I don't really know. I'm so confused. But the reason I'm confused is we are in the episode that falls in between Christmas and New Year's. And I'm excited, dude. I'm excited. I do love me some Christmas. Yeah, we're in between Christmas and the festivities that are about to follow next week. All the drunkenness. People are going to go out and celebrate 2019. Can you believe it's the end of the year already. Can you believe it? I can't. Thank God. My New Year's resolution is a year without Brian. 
It feels like we still have a month to go before New Year's, but we don't. We are literally just a few days away from 2019. And what better way to celebrate than by doing an episode of Radio Hour? Volume 18, to be exact. Radio Hour, Volume 18. Radio Hour is if, you're, if it's the first time you're ever listening to a version of Radio Hour. First of all, go back and check out all of our other ones. They are amazing podcasts. Episodes to listen to, especially because they have some great music in them. Especially the tracks I picked. <laughs> Radio Hour is an eclectic mix of everything. Uh, we try to fit as many things as possible that we can from as many different genres, as many different games. Sometimes. Sometimes we do uh, narrow it down because it, it just works out that way. But uh, the first track you heard on today's episode was my first pick. And that comes from a 1993 title. Again, back then, on, especially on certain platforms, we don't have specific dates. This came from a 1993 title, Yo Joe. Yo Joe was the name of this game. And uh, I've never played it, but it's on. it released on the Amiga in 1993, and it was composed by Michael Bialis. And from what I understand and what I was able to find, He's only composed two games, this one here and a game called Exploit, which looks like it also released on the Amiga. All that I was able to find, so I have no idea. But uh, I randomly found this track when we were doing our Amiga Part 1 episode earlier in 2018. And because we had so much fun doing that, we are planning on doing a Part 2 of that in 2019 because the Amiga has some stellar music that just cannot be ignored. But uh, I specifically love this track, man. I don't know what it is about it, but like the synthesizer that's used, everything about this, just the way that it the way that it was composed, it brings me great joy. And it feels like a fantastic song to kick off the New Year celebrations with. I mean, the Amiga has such great music. We did a whole episode based on it. Mm -hmm. I just said that. I know. Brian, I'm trying to reiterate. Wow. It's called a callback. (laughs) Structure. Come on. (laughs) Timing. (laughs) <laughs> the Amiga, we love it so much that I'm going to have a track from it later on. Yeah, you are. Um, you are. Yeah, a little, little preview. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good pick. Never heard of the game, though. Me neither. Me neither. But it seems like a game you and I would have enjoyed. It definitely, it seems like a uh, like a platformer with zombies and these cool dudes. One of them is cooler than the other. So probably me and when you're probably the other dude, but uh, still. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm Batman. You're Robin. Okay. I'm no, the no, cool one here. No, no, you're Fat Man. I'm Robin. Brian, audio podcast. <laughs> okay. You be nice. <laughs> All right. Douche. Uh, my first pick is one I've been sitting on for about three months now. I just haven't had a way to slot it into an episode. That's Radio Hours for. Nice. From the game Tearaway, this is the Renaissance Hop.
that was the Renaissance Hop from Tearaway, uh, composed by someone uh, who I played a track from recently. Uh, this is a Kenny Young. He also did the music for Astrobot. Oh, okay, interesting. I can I can kind of hear that now. I can kind of hear that now. So yeah, you can definitely hear that. You can also uh, he was the head of audio, still is the head of audio at Media Molecule. So he did the, the composing for uh, Little Big Planet. Who uh, developed Astrobot? I'm trying to because I know it wasn't Media Molecule, but that's interesting that he actually uh, composed. Japan Studio. Oh, so okay. So, makes so, sense. Yeah. Makes sense then. Okay, makes sense. So they just brought him in to do that because uh, Media Molecule is owned by Sony. So yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. It's, it's a game that, you know, I broke my rule. I haven't actually played this one, but I'm sure that you have it because it was free on PS Vita. Yeah, I actually, and I believe it was free on uh, PS4 as well. Um, I remember ta- I remember tagging it when it was released on PlayStation Plus because they I think have... that was the uh, the PS4 version I believe is called Unfolded like Terraway Unfolded was the PS4 I think, one. I think that was the one that was given out. I think that means I probably have to <laughs> because I know I have it in my library on uh, PlayStation Four. I've just never installed it, and I keep meaning to because it is a game that looks it looks like something I would enjoy. Uh, I no longer have PlayStation Plus. Um, I, I stopped subscribing to it when I stopped really playing multiplayer games because, you know, the free games they give out each month just weren't that enticing to me. But I still had it back then. And uh, it seems like a game I would enjoy. But that particular track there, I I just I really like the way that sounds. Uh, in fact, this soundtrack uh, was up in the nominations for the British Video Game Music Awards uh, Best Soundtrack. So okay. uh, I didn't win. Uh, I didn't actually find out who won, but uh, it was in the contention. Yeah, it's really, really well done, that particular track. I don't know. I just I I really enjoyed listening to that. So and I had never heard that before. So that was cool. I really like that a lot. Okay, well, we'll go ahead and now kick it over to my next pick. And it happens to come from a game that you are a massive fan of. And a game that you actually played a track from last year, if I'm not mistaken, either last year or earlier this year. I can't remember exactly when you played a track from this game. But uh, it had to have been last year. From Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. This is Sea of Corpses.
was Sea of Corpses from Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, which did release back on the PS4 and PC August 8th, 2017. Xbox One would get it on April 11th, 2018. Uh, so this year, so still relevant for 2018. Uh, that was composed. Oh, they, got, they got it the long way, huh? They actually bought the studio. <laughs> well, this was actually before they bought the studio, but maybe they were I already choke, in process of buying the studio. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, developed and published, obviously, this was the first AAA indie title from Ninja Theory and composed by two individuals, uh, David Garcia and Andy LaPlegua, who is very metal looking. So he's uh, Frank had to show me the guy is uh, definitely, definitely metal. He's a Norwegian rock star. Yeah, he is. He is quite cool looking. But uh, I recently finished, if you listen to a episode of the Max Level podcast earlier this month, I recently finally finished Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice after putting it on the shelf for the better part of 2018 because I moved on to other games. I just never got around to finishing this, much to uh, Frank's dismay. But uh, I finally finished it, and this particular portion here, when you are actually in the Sea of Corpses with Senua, and what is going on with these undead souls and arms reaching out for you and their heads coming out of the wall. You're walking through this pit of just blood and everything. Like, it was very, very, very cool and very emotional at the same time based on what was currently happening in the narrative of the game. And when this particular music, like when I got down there into the Sea of Corpses after you reforge the sword and you get down there and then this track starts playing before you even start moving around, I instantly like, wow, this is super cool. And I start moving around and the track starts picking up and the tonal voices kick in with the vocals. And dude, I was I was very impressed by this track. So I knew I had to play it in the next radio hour, which happens to be this one. I'm just glad I'm glad you played this game. You fulfilled your flip the prophecy and don't know what I need you to do. So what was the prophecy? That one day you would beat this game so we could talk about it. So I was holding back my my spoilers for a good month, a few, a few months now. Almost a year. A few months. You, you beat this game. It came out in August of 2017. And I beat it in September. Wow. I held I held on to spoilers that long. That's <laughs> yeah. better than I'm, I'm so bad at like not spoiling things. So. I know. I know. Kudos. Kudos to Frank. Kudos to. Yeah. Kudos to Frank. <laughs> All right. Let's pick it up a bit. Okay. Uh, a track by a composer who, trust me, we've heard a lot from. And we're going to hear one more from Town and Country Surf Design. This is Gorilla on a Halfpipe.
And that was Gorilla on a Half Pipe from Tiny Country Surf Design, better known as TNC Surf Design, uh, composed by the wonderful and talented Tsukasa Masuko. Um, so what else have they done? Uh, Rygar for one, awesome game. Mighty Bomb Jack, available if you have that special, whatever Nintendo's calling their online service. Nintendo, I think it's literally just called Nintendo Online Service right now. Really original, guys. <laughs> Bonk's Adventure, Quest 64, and the Shin Megami Tensai series. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Um, this song is more awesome than it deserves to be because this game is not very good. Yeah, I, I, to truth be told, I didn't even know about this game. Didn't even know it existed. Um, well, then I'm going to count you amongst the lucky because this game sucks. I'm sure that it does. It looked like it did after I looked into it after you started playing the music. But uh, I have played it. Uh, like I said, I used to collect NES games, and this is one of the ones that was the electric connection of games you could pick up for like a dollar or two. Right. Still, you know, how many games can you say you're, are you like sur- really surfing as a gorilla? I mean... One, two, 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 two or three to my knowledge. Two, because I think there was two of these games. Okay, maybe three or four, who knows? <laughs> I'm, I'm counting uh, Donkey Kong. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, there you go. Absolutely. What a great game, Tropical Freeze is. What a great game. Much better than this game. Should have picked something from that game. <laughs> I should have picked something from that game. Even though this game apparently was not that good, the music was actually not bad. That was actually pretty good. Actually, that like I said, like like you said, that that was better than it had any right to be. Just because like that was actually really well done. I like that. Uh, also, that is the only song on the entire in the entire game. So just one track. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's it. Seems like it's that. Just- it's just like Mighty Bomb Jack. Mighty Bomb Jack had really one song, and then it had like a little bonus stage episode thing. So really two songs in on that one. So right. uh, really minimalistic. Uh, something I realized a lot of the games had back in the day. Just like Legend of Zelda really didn't have too many musical tracks when you think about it. No, there was the original Zelda had the overworld theme and the dungeon theme and like the <laughs> file select theme. Yeah, there you that go. That's pretty much it. Um, there was a couple other like small five second sounds and loops here and there, like for when you would you know, find an item or something like that. But for the most part, like actual full tracks, there weren't many. And I do believe in that episode where we took a look at the original Zelda games several, several, several months ago, sometime last year, uh, we played every track from the original NES Legend of Zelda and it wasn't many. So it was more theater of the mind back then. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Okay. Let's kick it over to our listener submission for this episode. Uh, as always, if you want to get a track submitted to us to play every month here on a episode of Radiar, all you need to do is email us at bgmania at leveldowngames.com, just like the Mixmaster did, who submitted another track for us for this episode of Radiar. Actually, this was a submission for the uh, the listener, like the fan submission episode that spilled over because he submitted several uh, and a couple of people submitted several. Like I said, I actually do have quite a few to, to hold us over, um, but if you want to submit more, Feel free. Feel free to keep submitting us tracks. BGMania at leveldowngames.com, like I said. But I had to pick this one here because I also am in love with this track and it is one of my favorites of all time. We'll actually talk about what the Mixmaster said when we listen to it. From Dragon Quest VIII, Journey of the Cursed King. This is the overture, otherwise known as the title theme.
was the Overture, otherwise known as the title theme from Dragon Quest VIII, Journey of the Cursed King, which originally released on the PlayStation 2 over in Japan November 27th, 2004. We would see it here in North America one year later, November 15th, 2005. Um, if you remember, this game actually came with a, well, you probably don't remember, Frank, but... You came with a little slime. Controller. Well, no, no, it actually came with a demo disc for Final Fantasy XII. Oh, it's that one, okay. Yeah, yeah this is the one that came with the uh, Final Fantasy XII playable demo, which a lot of people that never were fans of Dragon Quest but were fans of Final Fantasy actually bought Dragon Quest VIII specifically for that demo of Final Fantasy XII. Um, this was composed, as all of the Dragon Quest games are, by Koichi Sugiyama, who is... Shout out to Koichi Sugiyama, first of all. Oh! 87 years old, still composing music for the Dragon Quest series. Uh, it's the only series that he actually works on now. Uh, he used to work on several other things, but as of recently, because uh, obviously of his age, uh, being 87 years old. True. I hope, just like Prince, that he has like a vault full of stuff so we can have his songs and Dragon Quest games. Forever. I really do hope so, man. Uh, he's He's been solely on Dragon Quest since about 2000. Yeah, he's been he's been just doing that. And he's actually did compose the music for Dragon Quest Builders 2, which released in Japan this year, should be releasing here in North America in 2019. So sometime next year. But uh, yeah, so this was submitted to us through email at bgmania.com, just like you can by the Mixmaster. Because nobody can do it like Mixmaster can't. Come on. That's right. That's my shout out. PC Boy style. What's up? OK, good job. Uh <laughs> <laughs> he can he can also be found over on the VGM Podcast Fans Facebook group, where if you're not a member, I highly suggest you go join that group, especially if you like listening to video game music podcasts. Uh, this one was a short and sweet from him. He actually submitted a, he's the one that submitted the Okami track for the the, nice. the, the, the thankful episode. Uh, short and sweet for this one. He said, this game series means a lot to me. I have loved it since I was a kid. So that was it. <laughs> so I will expand on that, Mixmaster. I will expand on that. And I will say that Dragon Quest, to me, is one of the last pure Japanese role-playing games that currently exists, not only in retro style, but in the modern market with the recently released Dragon Quest XI Echoes of an Elusive Age. That feels like you are playing a, you know, Dragon Quest V or Dragon Quest III or Dragon Quest VII all over again, these retro games. And Japanese RPGs, they don't follow that formula anymore. They don't follow that style of gameplay anymore. Square Enix is the only, and, and and I'm not giving Square Enix any credit here, because Square Enix is part of the reason why Japanese RPGs moved away from what they were. But specifically within Square Enix, the Dragon Quest team, whatever business development studio, I forget, I think it's like four or five or something, whatever business development studio that is in Square Enix that actually works on every Dragon Quest game, that is the last cohesive unit within Square Enix that actually maintains the pureness of Dragon Quest and the pureness of Japanese role-playing games. But thank you, Mixmaster, for submitting another track to us here at BG Mania. We greatly appreciate your support, greatly appreciate your submissions. And uh, yeah, Dragon Quest VIII, even though Eleven is fantastic, Dragon Quest VIII is still my favorite Dragon Quest of all time. It really is. Really, really is. Uh, we'll kick it now over to my next pick. And we are going to go to a game that I particularly love picking tracks from. No, it's not Lufia 2, Rise of the Thinistrals, don't worry. I don't have anything from <laughs> Lufia 2 and Radio Hour Volume 18 this, this month. I have nothing from Lufia 2, but I do have a track from another game that I have played a significant amount of music from. From Silent Hill 4, The Room. 
This is Tender Sugar.
And that was Tender Sugar from Silent Hill 4, The Room, which released back on the PS2 and the original Xbox June 17th, 2004 in Japan. We would see it September 7th, 2004 here in North America, obviously composed by the wonderful, one of my favorites, Akira Yamaoka, who I, I just feel like is such a fantastic composer. I really do enjoy his work. I know I talk about this all the time, but uh, he is just so good. I really enjoy what he does. The uh, the vocals were done by Mary Elizabeth McGlynn for that particular track. And I really do enjoy the vocal tracks from the Silent Hill games, which is why I keep picking from them over and over and over again. And in this particular portion right here, love that guitar solo man that is very emotional that's very raw i i don't know something about that is just very 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 raw and just i i dig that so much man i really do and that's why i think i like akira yamaoka so much just because all of the tracks that he composes especially like these vocal tracks which you could actually like i could hear that on a radio station but he always incorporates guitar solos. He incorporates these just different things. It's just so well done. I love it. I love it a lot. Uh, I'm unfortunately just running out of vocal tracks to pick from the Silent Hill series. We're almost, I'm almost out. <laughs> I think I have like one or two left and then that's it. It's unfortunate. We'll get more. I hope so. When the new game is released. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna ever gonna happen. We can make it happen. Love it on games presents. No, no. Silent- <laughs> no, I'm not buying that IP from Konami. Are you stupid? <laughs> you stupid idiot. All right, so maybe THQ Nordic can do it. <laughs> no. I'm going to give you a nice, beautiful, peaceful song here. Okay. From Civ 5, Brave New World, this is the Casimir Peace Song.
and that was Casimir Peace from Civ 5 Brave New World, composed by Jeff Knorr. Um, the music you heard there was actually performed by the Prague Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh, okay. I wondered why it was so well done. <laughs> we've actually heard them on BG Mania before. They've We've actually played stuff by them. Yeah, they are pretty big with doing video game music. Uh, what we've played, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Trust me, the Brian says, you've heard them before. Yeah, you've absolutely heard them before. And, uh, yeah, Civ 5 is not a game I'm big into, but my little sister likes it. Um, gets them all the time, every time a new Civ comes out, so that's my shout-out to Brittany. What's up? <laughs> does she listen? Is she, does she listen to the show? Yeah, she does. Oh, okay. Very cool. The whole uh, Frank family. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really like how, as the name of the track was, Peace, I like how actual peaceful that was. Like, I don't know, man, that was just really... It was calming. It was soothing. Like, I could easily see someone being able to put that on after having a hard day and calming down while listening to to that track. I could. It is definitely peaceful. I think that would work well with Tetris Effect. Same kind of thing. Ooh, uh, but yeah. Just with uh, a few credits I'll throw out there just to have them here in front of me. Uh, EverQuest, Age of Empires, uh, Detroit Become Human. One of these is not like the others. One of these doesn't belong. <laughs> Well, it wasn't Detroit that we played because well, we, we did play one track from Detroit, but it was from you and it was like Johnny Lawless or something, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was like an actual band. So um, that wasn't what we heard from the Philharmonic Orchestra. Um, but we I know for a fact we've we've actually talked about them. So I know we've played something by them. Um, but that that piece of music there, calm and peaceful. Exactly. It leads me to my next pick. And it is also kind of slow. But that's because it's time for your monthly dose leading up to the February episode of a sentimental, emotional piece of music. Oh, no. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to let them tears flow? Ready to let them tears flow down? Uh, I actually really do enjoy this track right here. And shout out to you, Frank, who happened to pick from this particular trilogy of games Back in our Snowy Levels episode from Final Fantasy 13 2, this is Yule's theme.
And that was Yule's theme from Final Fantasy 13 2, which released on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 December 15th, 2011 in Japan. We would see it the very next month, but at the end of the month, January 31st, 2012 here in North America. What a great piece of music. What a great piece of music. I absolutely love that. I, I, I was honestly, I'm enamored by it. Uh, yeah. Just, but as soon as, as soon as it started to play, it's like, Brian, who is a singer? Where can I find more of her stuff? Absolutely. Um, shout out to the composer, one of the one of the greats over there at uh, that works on Final Fantasy music, Naoshi Mizuda, who did the entire soundtrack to Final Fantasy XI by himself. So, I mean, we've, we've talked extensively about Naoshi Mizuda. He's the one that actually composed this particular track. Um, you know, uh, Masashi Hamazua and Mitsudo Suzuki were also on the soundtrack for 13-2. But uh, this one was done by Naoshi Mizuda. And the vocals were done by Joelle Strother, known just as Joelle professionally when she is singing, who is a American born Japanese singer, uh, best known for the work on Final Fantasy 13, too, where she provided the tracks, uh, you know, the vocals for Planes of Eternity, Village and Void, and of course, Yule's theme. Now, Yule was a very significant character in Final Fantasy XIII 2 and Lightning Returns Final Fantasy XIII. She's the one that was closely linked to Noel, not Noel, Noel. And uh, their tragic story with Noel and Yule were it, it really did make Final Fantasy XIII 2 stand out amongst the trilogy of Final Fantasy XIII games, which is why myself, Justin, people that actually really did kind of enjoy the Final Fantasy 13 trilogy. Final Fantasy 13 2 is the game that is the best of the three. By far, 13 2 is the best of the three. And it is the one that I wish that it just would have been the only Final Fantasy 13. I kind I mean the 13 trilogy I wish didn't exist, but I wish that 13 2 would have been what Final Fantasy 13 should have been. And then there would have been no issues with lightning and all that stupid stuff that happened. It's the Godfather 2 of uh, Final Fantasy 13. Gotcha. Exactly, 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 <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, great, great piece of music. And every time I hear this, I obviously get kind of emotional thinking back to the events that happened in 13.2. Uh, just well, 13 in itself, even though the characters, some of the characters weren't that likable, even though it had issues. The story was so good, man. The narrative, and I've said this before on the podcast, the narrative of Final Fantasy 13 was so, so good. And uh, just hearing this right here just brings me right back to, uh, right back to it, man. And it's funny because at the end of Final Fantasy 13, uh, Leona Lewis actually provided one of the tracks like for the credits oh, wow. theme, and uh, uh, it was also quite emotional for the first game. So, but I didn't want to pick, um, I didn't want to pick that because it's it's strictly just a licensed track, so. Uh, but yeah, this one here is, is also very emotional to me. So, uh, yeah, I'll have another one next month. No, you won't. Yeah, I won't be doing that. No, you're not allowed. You, you get no say over anything. You're lucky I let you on the show. Oh, I'm lucky to be here. I thought I was here under protest. <laughs> That's what you want to call it. All right. When in doubt, Frank goes to one of his favorite uh, composers for a track. So that's what I did just here from Gauntlet 3 Final Quest. This is background music, too.
And that was background music too from Gauntlet 3 Final Quest. Um, this game came out in 1991 and was composed by, if you couldn't tell, Tim Fallon. I couldn't tell. Couldn't tell? I couldn't tell. No, I actually didn't. I actually didn't think that's who that was. Well, then you were crazy, Brian, because that's that sound is eponymous. Uh, no, Tim Fallon is more rocking than that usually. Well, there was a more rocking track on here, but it's the one I wanted to pick. Yeah. It was more renaissance Um, But if you think, you think of something like Solstice, which had a lot of... Well, it had some rocking to it, but it had a lot of his, his fanfare. I had this game growing up. Uh, came out in 91. I probably got it in 92, 93, something like that. Because I know I was definitely like starting middle school, maybe fifth grade. This game had a feature to it. You know, back in the day, if you have a game, you make copies for your friends and you share. <laughs> Of course, of course. This this one caused some fights because, well, not really fights, just a lot of angry phone calls from friends. There's a combination key in this game. So in the you have to have the booklet and you get to like a certain combination and you have to like consult the booklet on how to open the door. <laughs> Otherwise, you can't get past it. So that was their anti-piracy thing. Funny that that's all it was back in the day because like the internet wasn't that common. So like you couldn't just put up uh, like a walkthrough or like a that's a, that's what I was gonna say yeah there was no internet yeah uh, I, I can distinctly remember uh, friends calling and you know I'm a kid so I don't have my own phone number so they're calling my house and they're getting either my mother or my father and they're like uh, we need to talk to Frank now my father's name is also Frank yeah. uh, so they would have to like, say I need to talk to your son Frank uh, and finally you know like for, uh, we need the code I was like Oh, okay, yeah, because it, it, it was complex enough that, like, I couldn't just write it down for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a kid. I don't have access to, like, a copy machine. I don't have a fancy printer or nothing like that. They should have just said, I need to talk to Pudgy Frank. Uh, then they wouldn't be my friend. <laughs> I still am. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that's the end of that, Brian. <laughs> Wait, you only, that's all you're going to say? That's all I'm going to say. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm going to go disappear into the abyss. How about that? That's impossible for you to do. Brian, I hope you die. <laughs> How's you make me say after Christmas? That's, I don't think that's generally how you should uh, how you should talk after Christmas. No, I don't think that's how you should talk. Is that the way we're going to honor Jesus' memory? Me, me, me wishing death upon you? <laughs> well, it's time to honor the drunkenness of New Year's, man. That's what it's all about. we got a couple days to go for New Year's Eve again. 2019 is upon us. I'm excited. What are you doing for New Year's Eve? I'm uh, spending with the family in Colorado. Okay, yeah. I'll probably just uh, hang out with Jessica, um, maybe have a couple drinks, watch the ball fall over at Times Square, and uh, I don't know. It's usually, what on we TV, do on TV, right? Of course, yeah, fuck, yeah. I'm yeah, not going. I'm not going there. No, no, no. Too cold. No. Too, too well, the cold doesn't bother me. It's like the standing at Times Square for like 12, 15 hours just to get a decent view of it, and then I mean, you literally have to get a hotel down there because there's no way you're getting out. So. Uh, it'd just be way too expensive. I don't think I'll ever see that live. Now, I would like to see some New Year celebrations like across the world. Like there are some very like cool fireworks displays that take place in certain cities that they always show on TV. I would love to see that live. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm a bit of a pessimist, but you see one firework display, you've seen them all. So. I, I, I absolutely love fireworks. Like I, I always go to different places like to see fireworks on like the 4th of July for Independence Day. I'll do it on 4th of July, but no other time. In December, it's too cold for me to be laying outside looking up up in the sky. No, I totally disagree. Like there's one city, I think it might be like somewhere in Taiwan or Hong Kong where they shoot fireworks off this like super tall building that's like different layers. Super freaking cool. I love to see that one day live. That'd be really cool. I think it's time that we kick it over to Jessica because it's that time of radio hour where she is going to grace us with her presence and pick a piece of music 
for your listening pleasure. So we'll kick it to her. And if she doesn't enter the track, we'll obviously tell you what it was after we get back. Enjoy. All right. So my pick this month, I decided to go with a Christmas theme or winter themed song. So I decided to do Stardew Valley Winter Festival. Obviously, I chose this because of the holiday. Well, it was yesterday since you're hearing this today. Anyways, hope you enjoy and happy holidays. And that was the Winter Festival from Stardew Valley, which released back in 2016, February 26th, uh, February 26th, 2016, to be exact, on PC. Uh, the version she plays that version, but the one she plays more often is the one that released on the Nintendo Switch, October 5th, 2017. Uh, this was the game was designed, composed, everything was done by one guy, uh, Concerned Ape, otherwise known as Eric Barone. Concerned Ape is just the name he goes by in the industry. Oh, I was really hoping he had really shitty parents. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that would have been like if that was actually your name, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> no, concerned ape is just the name he goes by, but uh, his his real name is Eric Barone. Uh, I actually really like that man. I wasn't anticipating like the such Christmassy vibe, and it fits That's so perfectly. Yeah, it fits so perfectly. Two days after, well, one day after Christmas, two days after Christmas Eve, where we did the holiday bonus episode a couple days ago. I actually really, really did enjoy that. I thought that was really well done. Uh, Stardew Valley is a game that I know I would really enjoy, but I just haven't actually sat down and played it much because she's put over like 100, almost 200 plus hours onto the Switch version. Like she's all like anytime she grabs a Switch, she's just gravitating towards Stardew Valley. So she's put a ton of time into that. And then she's also been like she plays on her laptop from time to time as well. The soundtrack is really well done. I mean, she's picked a couple tracks from that before, and I believe you've even picked a track from Stardew Valley in the past. But um, that soundtrack is just really, really good. It's just very well done. I, I, I do enjoy that because of how much it harkens back to, you know, the Harvest Moons of yesteryear. The good Harvest Moons. Yeah, the good Harvest Moons. Uh, the good Harvest Moons are now Story of Seasons, as we always say, because those are what Harvest Moon used to be because it's the same team. But uh, yeah, great pick with that. Uh, very festive, very, very fitting of the season. And uh, not the last festive track you're going to hear today. Ooh. Not the last festive track. Well, is this track really festive? You'll have to be the judge. Because for my last pick for Radio Hour Volume 18 for the month of December of 2018, Radio Hour Volume 18 in December 2018, how about that? We're going to go 
to a game that released on the original PlayStation. It's based on a movie. This is actually a licensed track, Frank. A li- well, not a licensed track, but a licensed <gasps> game. Okay. A licensed game. I love licensed games. You do like licensed games. From a game that a lot of people are arguing should have been included on the PlayStation Classic. That's an, that's not true. No one cares about this game. From the Grinch. Oh God. <laughs> this is Whoville One. was Whoville 1 from The Grinch, which released originally on the Dreamcast, October 31st, 2000 here in North America. It would eventually come to the PlayStation, Game Boy Color, and PC in 2000. I am familiar with the PlayStation version, which I unfortunately did rent from the local video store. Uh, Not a good game. Not a good game at all. It's actually sitting at a... At a 55 on Metacritic, <laughs> which, yeah. So you're gimmick infringing upon the fact that I like to take licensed, tra- licensed uh, games and pick awesome tracks from them. So uh, I'll get you back. Don't you worry. Okay. Well, we will. Uh, I guess I got some real stingers in the uh, the tank. I don't think the track is actually that bad. Just the game I'm is. I'm kidding about that. The yeah. Game, the game. Yeah, of course. Of course. Okay. Well, I'll look forward to you uh, to your to your payback, which I'm sure will be coming sooner rather than later. Because you like to pick bad stuff all the time. I think every track I pick is just amazing. Well, no. First of all, let me give a shout out to the composer of that, Pierre Roger. Yeah, was unable to find anything else that uh, that he actually worked on. So, uh, just the Grinch. And I don't know if that's such a good thing or not. No, I kind of wish. Well, you're a mean one, Mr. Brian. Well, I kind of wish that it would have been like a take on the Whoville theme from the actual cartoon, which I really do enjoy. But it wasn't. Like, The Grinch is one of my favorite holiday cartoons to watch every year. I absolutely love watching that 40-minute version. Not the movie. I'm not a huge fan of the movie. But the actual animated cartoon, I really do like. And that, you know, the the original Whoville song, I actually think is really well done. So I, when I first thought of this game and, like, I should pick from this for this episode that posts the day after Christmas, when I saw Whoville as a track, I was kind of hoping it was actually going to be... A uh-huh. like a video game version of that, but it wasn't. But I still wanted to pick from it, so I did anyway. 
Um, but I like how you say you don't pick bad things because we actually just had to like swap out your track from the end here. Why? Because... You're going to throw, throw me under the bus there? Really? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you don't actually listen to your tracks, I think, sometimes. I listen to them most of the time. Okay, this one, I got about two minutes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, I picked it about, what, 15 minutes before I went to bed? So. <laughs> but we swapped it out for a much better track. I picked a better track. I picked a better one. So the, the, the track we're going to close out with will be from Metroid Prime 2. There'll be the Torvus Bog. So the song was done by Kenji Yamamoto, who also did Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah. And, and, and uh, several compositions, of course, in the Prime series. Uh, yeah, actually several. I'm, I'm actually looking at his list right here. It looks like he may have done almost the entire soundtrack of Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. Uh, there's quite a few things. That, and Well, that and Metroid Prime 1 um, does not... Did not have very many tracks, though, for uh, Corruption, Metro Prime 3. Hopefully uh, we get some tracks in four. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got several, man. He's he's such a good composer. He's such a good composer. I think this is the part we're going to kick off, you know, is, is it the last episode of 2018 for Radio Hour? Yeah. And the first episode, episode 19, will be January 2019. Crazy. That'll never happen again. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, that will never happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you are correct. Um, I also like that this is closing out Radio Hour 18 just because Metroid Prime 4 is scheduled as of current time of recording to release in 2019 on the Nintendo Switch. So that means by this time next year, by this time when we're listening to Radio Hour Volume 30 in December of 2019... I think we'll be on volume 30 then if I do the math correctly. Just 12 episodes, you know, 18 episodes plus 12. So if you're doing that, should, maths. should be on volume 30 in December of 2019. Then uh, hopefully you and I will have played and finished Metroid Prime 4. Hopefully it will be done. Chances are it's delayed till 2020. <laughs> Don't you put that on me. Chances yeah, are we'll, it's delayed. We'll play that now. Uh, great pick, though. Really did like that. But, th- but, but that's all I have, uh, Brian. Do you uh, everything else you want to tell? My, my wonderful, beautiful, awesome, five-star giving uh, fan? No, 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 no. no I, again, you don't have a fan. The only fan you have is sitting behind you, and it's not currently on because it's cold in your basement. Come on, fan. Leave me that comment. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, know, I know you exist. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania, made possible by leveldowngames.com. Remember to submit tracks, ideas, and request your future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through iTunes. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to our channel there if you haven't already. And why not head over to twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe there. That we do live streams and event coverage sometimes, not very often, but sometimes. If you want to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place. Check the description box below for the appropriate links. Next week, it is 2019. Next week, we are going to do our very first episode, January 2nd, 2019. We're going to take an entire look at Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. There are 900 900 tracks. There are 900 tracks on the soundtrack for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and we're going to play all of them. (laughs) This episode is going to take three days to listen to. We're going to actually know that they actually already, if you listen to the entire soundtrack, it takes over 20, like 28 and a half hours. So next episode will be 28 and a half. No, I'm just kidding. We would never do that to you. But uh, we will pick 16 tracks from Super Smash Brothers Ultimate that we will listen to and discuss. Uh, The reason that we did this literally 
almost a month after it released was to give us time not only to play the game, but time to listen to the tracks as well because there's so many on the actual official soundtrack that we had to have time to listen to it and actually process the soundtrack and figure out what we liked and what uh, what we didn't. So yeah, next week we will take a look at Super Smash Brothers Ultimate for BG Mania. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have the Torvis Bog from Metroid Prime 2 Echoes composed by Kenji Yamamoto. Keep the music playing, keep it loud, and Happy New Year.